Hey everybody, I need you to know this is not an investment advice podcast, okay? The host goal is simply to unravel some of the mystery of what the stock market is and how it works, but not how to invest in it, all right? Now that being said, enjoy the show. Well, as my mother used to say, invest like no one's watching. To the paper jam. Yeah, let's do the paper jam. To the paper jam. Nothing's real, the money's fake. To the paper jam. I said do the paper jam. To the paper jam, oh baby, to the paper jam. Hey! Welcome to the Paper Jam Podcast, where every single week we use a paper trading platform to randomly move our fake money from one stock over to the next one. My name is Mike Morrissey, and I'm joined by my co-host, Can the Mustard Freak Ray. Late night at the hotel in the hotel in the city of Pounds. Take me where you want and I want and I want. And take me how you want and then take me home. Have you ever been taken home, Ken? Has, have you ever been yeah. out of the bar and a person just took you home? Oh, I more had a. I thought you meant like has another person's parent driven you home, which I, I have. Tell a, me both. <laughs> has where this is an intimate space, just us and anyone in the world who wants to listen. Has a parent that's not yours ever driven you home, and has a person you've ever been at a bar and you were like, oh, and someone just grabbed you and dragged you home? As, yeah, I've definitely. You don't been have to answer home. the second one. You have. Yeah, I do. You, uh, do you mean like has someone been like time to go? No, I'm talking like someone is like you're mine tonight, you tasty little treat, and you're <laughs> okay, going. Whoa. I did. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm not answering yeah. that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that has happened. <laughs> <laughs> that has happened to me. Did someone's parent ever drive you home? I actually think you were there. Uh, but if we get to the parents, but um. Yeah, no, I, uh, a friend's parent was driving me home and, uh, he was like, which exit do you live off of? And I was like, oh, oh you God. know what? I actually don't know if I could tell you the exit number. I know what the exit looks like. I was like, I think it's exit 11. And then we got off at exit 11 and we were at the, there's a, we were at the, the Anheuser-Busch factory. And I was like, um, actually, I don't think this is where, um, I live. You have to like actually drive down this street. And then I know how to get home from here though. And the dad was just like, <sighs> yeah. You know it's bad when you're driving one of your idiot kid's dumb friends home, and they're like, "What exit are you off?" And you're like, uh, "I know what the sign looks like." It's like, oh. And I don't blame them. <laughs> I didn't know until so long. I remember when I was in like freshman year in high school. Someone was like, "What exit do you need? What exit are you by?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't know." They were like, "What the fuck? You know what exit you live off?" I was like, I'm like 16. I don't even have a fucking driver. Why would I know? So, and no. then some people our age, when I was 15, being like, oh, I live off exit three. I was like, how the fuck? Why the fuck do you know that? You know what I mean? <laughs> What's an appropriate age to be able to answer the question, what exit do you live on? Do you agree that it's, do you agree that like a 16 year old who doesn't have their license yet should or should not know what exit they live off? I guess you should, but. 
Uh, I'm going to answer this question in the time frame in which we grew up pre like map, uh, pre like Google maps, the ability to type in an address. I think if you are getting a ride home, uh, it is somewhat up to the parent. If it's with any regularity, it's up to the parents to discuss it. I think, but I think the kids should know generally, I don't know. I, I, you know, I guess, I guess, but it feels like that's something it'd be like, here's the phone number you need to know, here's our address, and here's what exit we live off of. Yeah, it's like a level two of like my parents, like I, I knew what ad- my address was at the time I was like a, 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 like seven, seven years old. Well, years Mike, old. you also lived in the very confusing 5 East or 5 West exit, if we're getting hey, very now. specific. <laughs> but no, I, like, it, like... Did you? I mean, you you seem to know. It was. It is confusing. Five East, five West. And I still don't like, know. I I still don't. When I go to your house, I still roll the dice every time. I know by what it looks like. I no, don't to, know to your house, not to me. When I go to your house, I just I'm like, when I'm there, I'll feel it. It's either ten or eleven. <laughs> I know how to get to your house off whatever exit you live off of by feel. I know like the turns. It's now. It's now. I know. <laughs> I, I had an older friend driving me home at one point when I didn't know, and I, Ooh, I, I barely got into the same my person house. who decided you were a snack. No, this person. Oh, actually, maybe, but uh, that's a that's a totally different story. Uh, she was oh, the queen and, and of an old tugboat. It was a he, and it was somebody you know. Okay, but anyway, I wonder if it's all. the same <laughs> person in both of our stories. Uh... I don't know. Let's talk after yeah. the show. I'm, yeah, I'll I'm, talk I'm after curious. <laughs> um, no, this was just a this is a friend and who is like older than me and he was like, "Where what exit are you getting off at?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't know." And I got a, I finally got him to drop me off at my house because we were doing the show together. And he was like, "How the fuck am I supposed to get out of here?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't know." Anyway, um, yeah, I think guys, if your kids, what is an appropriate age where you're gonna sit down your your child and say, "Kids, we live off this exit." Uh, late middle school, probably like when, like, like when they're going to be, when people are going to have to start driving your kid home. Yeah. Although I would just text that parent, the address. It's a different time. Yeah, no, it's totally different now, but I, you know, still to this day, like if I have to go somewhere in Cambridge, like today I had to go to Kendall square and I was like, I don't think I know really. Yeah, I from Davis Square to Kendall Square. I mean, no, I, I know how to get there, but I don't know like what the optimal route is. To this day, I really am like, I need to when I get to Los Angeles, I need to learn these roads. I can't be so heavily dependent on the maps. There are a shit ton of them. There are so many. <laughs> Los Angeles has so many goddamn roads and so few. There's only a couple, and they just go for miles and miles and miles, but it's a, it's a big city. Boston's just arguably one of the most confusing places to drive I've ever been. The roads make no goddamn sense. It, it's absolutely do you when, How do you conceptualize directions without Google Maps? In my brain, I picture the location, and then I try and go backwards in my mind, visually driving back. To, like, How would I get from where I, that place to my house, and then I reverse it when I, when I – does that make sense? Uh, yeah, it's your fenifafen yet. You flip it back <laughs> in and reverse it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Boom, boom, baby, ba, boom, boom, baby. Yeah, is, I don't know if that's part of the song, but uh, <laughs> I definitely don't do what you do. I, I, okay. similar to many things I do in my life, I go the guardian angel method, uh, which is pretty much how I control my life. And assuming <laughs> Just pray that I have it a, works out. <laughs> 
that I have a guardian angel who just like will be like, you'll figure it out. You, you, you'll figure it out. You, okay, turn, turn. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's how I navigate a, sh- a significant aspect of my life. It's just praying that I'm like, oh, I've been here before. I know where to go. Every once in a while, believe it or not, Ken, I end up getting fucked because I don't know where I am or what I'm doing or what time I was supposed to leave. Speaking of time, do we tell the listeners it's almost midnight for me we're recording? I wanted to say, yeah, this is like one of the arguably most wild fucking... Guys, episode 58 or 59, when we're on episode 60, this show is... Let me tell you, this show is going to be unrecognizable. I look at this show and say, wow, what a great show. Look at how good this show is. It's really great. All the other shows are terrible. They're just so nasty shows. They're disgusting. Our show is going to be so good on episode 60, you won't even fucking recognize it. But guess what? This show, the next show, and probably the one after that, is what Kenny and I are already referring to as the dark ages of the paper. (laughs) You are so, well, never admit it, you are so fucking overwhelmed and overworked. I don't understand how you are doing the things that you are doing. You have a one-man show that you just wrote premiering tomorrow. You were in some other fucking improv show tonight, apparently. You're uh-huh. leaving the country in two days, and then you come uh-huh. back, and then you're meeting me, and we're going to friend of the pod, Stefan Stansfield's wedding uh, upstate, uh-huh. and that's going to be fucking great. Then you're going to come back. You're going to move to Los Angeles two days later, and then you're uh-huh. going to... Yeah, party's over. You're finally home. No, then you have to move in your fucking shit to a new fucking place. Uh huh. But my birthday, June 10th, watch out, baby, because you will be. (laughs) I'll be in town. I bet by June 8th, you'll have your things just neat enough that you can lay down for two days straight, sleep the entire time, and wake up and be like, what the fuck happened to my life? Dude, I'm just gonna yeah. I'm just gonna rip I rip a bong full of salvia, lose my mind, and then I'll be there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about salvia tonight at uh, the I had a show with Improv Boston tonight, the Rockwell, someone dropped out. Um and I lived down the street from the theater, so I hopped in and someone was talking about uh, they were like, why do we, why do we regulate mushrooms when we should be like, salvia should be illegal. You smoke it, you have a mi- nightmare for one minute, and then you're like, oh god. <laughs> And then you go back and straighten out your life. Uh, a friend of mine has a good salvia, a salvia story where she's like, the story is that she was like, for anyone who doesn't know, salvia is a drug that you smoke. And Ken, I hope you're not po- popping in my notes, by the way. No. I see somebody else on the paper jam. Maybe it's me. I had, I had to click on it to get oh, into the me. Zoom. I'm not sneaking. You spelled Colgate wrong. Hey, ass! That's my special <laughs> private space. The show notes are not a place for you to be nosing around. I've got the game in there. But my friend has this good salvia story. She, so anyone who doesn't know, salvia is a drug that you smoke. It's a hyper hallucinogen, and you just lose your mind. Ask any except for, I think it's. I, I don't know how much it is, uh, but like seven it's, it's minutes. A sh- it's a short window. The person who said, the person in Improv Boston said, I felt like I was in a plane crash and I actually, like, not like I like kind of thought I was like, I for one minute felt like I was in a plane that was crashing to the ground and then I woke up. <laughs> so, okay, Googling things in real time. Salvi's effects come on quickly, sometimes less than a minute. They usually disappear about 30 minutes to an hour later. So that you can really be tripping for about one minute. 
a friend of mine mm-hmm. has this story where she was like, oh, my parents are gone. I'm going to just smoke salvia and relax. That's what it myself. is. It's the like, it's like a pre-drug. It's like, I can't get weed, so I'll smoke salvia. Yeah. So she goes outside and she's like, I'm going to go outside. I was so excited. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to smoke salvia and I'm going to read Harry Potter one. I'm going to do that. <laughs> she goes outside. She goes outside, smokes the salvia, opens the book and instantly is like, oh no, no, no. I got to go inside. I can't be outside. This is so bad. Stands up and tries to do the four step walk to her door and reaches out for the door to grab the door. And all of a sudden her hand turns into the page of a book and the page turns back to the binder. And she keeps trying to go to open the door and her hand keeps like floating back. And her mom and says, Mom and Dad, come home. And she's laying down on the ground. Oh, her laying down on the home. ground with her hands spread out. <laughs> Another friend of mine was like, I smoked salvia with my friend. And instantly they smoked. I took a hit and instantly I go, Wow, I'm high. And I look over at my friend's face who was ripping. And as he's blowing it out, he looks over and the friend, he looks and the friend goes, Oh, and his friend's <laughs> face is a walrus. And he was like, I was high for four and a half minutes. And then I came back to, but, <laughs> but can, so honestly, kids don't do salvia. It's, not, don't do it's, salvia. Funny now, it's not but, safe. Uh, literally all of my friends, when they turned 18, they could buy it. They're like, Oh, uh, it's awful. I've never done it, but I've just heard it's so <laughs> terrible. I've heard everyone has said, this, those two stories are funny, but everyone does it. It's like, yeah, it's terrible. It's just a terrible thing. But Ken, last time I checked, this wasn't the, the Joe Rogan experience talking about DMT no. and drugs. Is this an experimental drug podcast? What even in, what, if I'm listening for the first time, I've been listening to 11 minutes of dribble. What, what is this podcast, Ken? Well, Mike, 56 weeks ago, we started with $10,000 of fake money on a paper trading platform. And every single week, we randomly move it from one stock to the next. Last week, our money was in Alibaba. And this week, our money is in... Colgate Palm Olive. Colgate Palm Olive. And Ken, this is a big Mike episode. And boy, oh boy, am I excited. Yes, we invested a shit ton of money into Colgate Palm Olive for uh for a full week. And Ken, I'm excited. This is a this is one of those ones that it's this is why I love this show, Ken. This is why people gotta tell their friends about this show. I'm learning stuff about the stock market. If I thought Colgate was gonna be kind of a fun whatever, this is a fun brand, it's a top 100 for some reason, we'll, we'll blast our money at it and see what happens. I learned a lot of stuff on this, so before I go into the details of what Colgate is, and I have a couple of questions for you, Ken, I want you to tell me right off the bat, what does Colgate Palm Olive mean to you right now? Before you know anything uh, about the stock, what does this brand mean to you? So Colgate I recognize instantly as a toothpaste, um, yeah, but palm olive, I, uh, God, it's hard to say. Do you know what palm, palm olive, olive is? Some, Cause I did not. In my mind, I keep seeing pine salt and I know I'm wrong, but is it a cooking oil? Pine salt is owned by Colgate palm olive. I don't know why you, well, oh, oh, I can't, I don't know. I don't know why you looked at palm olive and thought of pine, 
Pine Sol. Well, is pa- I, I know I'm thinking of, well, just because it Pino sounds Sol. similar. And also Pam. I'm thinking of Pam the Spray, I'm realizing. That's what I'm thinking. But is Palm Olive... What, Pam, Pam I guess I don't situation. know what Palm Olive is. I guess I thought in my mind it was a lot of... Um, a lot of other companies, and we will be interviewing as a team. We will be interviewing, and we will be interviewing. Is that the funniest joke in Step? Is that one of the my favorite joke in Step Brothers? Is when she, they keep she's like, "My name is Pam." They're like, "Pan, Pan, Pan," <laughs> and it's like, "Pan." And then he comes. And he's like, "And also, who is this?" He goes, "Hey, I'm his twin brother." Uh, by the way, I think I get into the whole Pan Pam situation. I think it's a sa- a silent B like comb. I've thought about that joke every day for the past 15 years of my life. Um, but Ken, if I'm hearing you correctly, you think of Colgate and you think of a toothpaste company, correct? Yeah. I used to think the same thing until I realized, Ken, Colgate is not a toothpaste company. You got to start thinking of, of Colgate Palmolive as a soap company. And is oh. it toothpaste the soap of our mouths? It's just peppermint soap. It really is tooth soap. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, I think it does have, if we're getting into the nitty gritty here, it is, it is somewhat of a wax too, I guess. It goes on a little mm-hmm. bit more like, you know, like have you ever uh, buffed something and it's, it's that white paste and you buff it out? Yeah. Yes. It's like, it is like that. Yeah, it's. I guess it is the soap of the mouth. It foams, it bubbles, but I don't like calling. I, I. I guess I'll start calling it that. I'm going to start calling it that. I'm going to start calling toothpaste the soap of the mouth, the soap of the mouth. I'd, I. I would. I would love that. Well, Ken, I've. I've a thousand fucking questions for you, and we. We got to keep it tight today. I want to make it a tight let's show. To, no, let's get to all of them. Be, let's get all of them. I, I want to get to all these questions. I have a fucking thousand of them. But number one, well, first of all, I, I want to give a little tiny context. I'm going to go into more deeper detail when I explain what the stock is and this and that and yada yada yada. Colgate Palm Olive. So Colgate, the the company in general. Did you know that the Colgate company went public in the New York Stock Exchange, or just in the stock market in general, became a public company in 1908. This thing wow. goes way fucking back, mm-hmm. way 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 back. Um, so you know, Colgate uh, Palm Olive started under Colgate. Uh, the founder, uh, what was his fucking name? Shit, I'm gonna go into this a bit a little bit later. Uh, it was a uh, Denise by Colgate, William Colgate in 1806, and it pretty much revolutionized. It was like the original. They made Colgate tooth powder, which then turned into Colgate tooth cream, which they turned started, started uh, like a tin, and then became ooh, tooth cream. But we're gonna get we're gonna get tooth powder is what it's, it is for me. So I have a I have a couple questions for you, Ken. I was with a couple friends a little while ago, and we got on a tiff. When I brush my teeth, I brush, I spit. Again, whether if I'm not flossing or water picking, uh, let's just say I call it a day. When you brush your teeth, do you rinse your mouth out with water when you're done? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, but what Ken, are you talking about? When you brush your teeth, the fluoride is supposed to stay on your teeth. That's what makes your teeth clean. Correct? I suppose. 
I people were like I make, had, people were like ripping on me, making fun of me that I don't wash, rinse my mouth out with water when I'm done brushing my teeth. But I, my my thought was, I'm brushing my teeth with water. Why would I, if I'm putting toothpaste on my teeth, why would I spit and then take a little cup of water and rinse all the fluoride off my teeth and then spit it out? Why did I put the fluoride on if I'm going to take it right off? Because you're cleaning the teeth. It's like it's like washing soap off a car. Now, what if you left your soap on the car for the next nine hours? I bet that well, would be you're not bad. supposed. I well, we should let me. I'm. Yeah, let me Google this over the break. We should have I, had well, a let's dentist get to on for this episode. No, no, no. we got a this doctor. You're a shitty doctor. That's what we should have. Hey, had. we have to, that. Trust me, Ken. We are gonna get to Doctor Yura. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, no, but I know that you're not supposed to wash your mouth after you've done mouthwash. Yeah, you're Why? supposed to leave mouthwash in. Yeah. Why no, not the floor of Colgate? Googling things in real time. Are Let's call Doctor Yura to wash your mouth out after brushing. There it is. And now, but don't answer. Don't answer. If you're listening at home, I want you to think for four seconds. Do I rinse my teeth out when I'm done brushing my teeth, or do I not? Think about it. Figure it out. Which side are you on, Ken? I'm about to either be really excited or very embarrassed. Go. Wait, what do you wait? What are you talking about? I oh, with don't what I'm rinse Googling? the fluoride oh, off I my see. teeth. If I've been doing this and just sleeping with toothpaste in my mouth, essentially, I'm going to be embarrassed. Uh, it looks like it's. Uh, it says while there have been studies on the effectiveness of rinsing versus not rinsing, and the results only indicate there is possibly an advantage of one method over the other. Sensodyne.com. But which one? <laughs> Uh, Sensodyne says, and now can we trust Sensodyne? I feel like they're Sensodyne. very biased. Um, it may be difficult they're to break the habit of rinsing your mouth after brushing, but it might be good to start trying. Leaving residual toothpaste in your mouth can reduce tooth decay. Can? And ask how much tooth decay I have. None. Have you ever had a cavity? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, let, let's get into this. I, I have a million questions about this. So, but what, at the end of the day, it's okay. It's at least okay to sleep with the fluoride in your mouth, correct? According yeah. to Sensodyne. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. There's definitely no. There's definitely not no problem doing it. Actually, I mean, I, I'm saying that off the cuff, but it would appear that there's not a problem. Um. Well. Well, Ken. Uh, what would have been great for this episode for Colgate Palm, uh, Palm Olive is if we had Doctor Yura on the show. For friends who don't know. Kenny and I, even though we're from different parts of New Hampshire, share the same doctor. And me and Kenny's we mom sure have an ongoing dentist. Dentist, 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 dentist. Dentist, dentist. I think Dr. Yura is, I'm going to put it, I'm going to say it. I'm going to put it on public domain. He's a quack. <laughs> whatever happened to call him, <laughs> whatever happened to call him doctors, quacks. This quack. Every time I go into my doctor's office, I, I come in with a loaf of bread and I say, is he here? And I throw some pieces on the ground. <laughs> a very subtle strange burn so kenny and i share <laughs> dr yura the uh, a dentist in nashville new hampshire who does great work the work the the people that work at dr yura's office are great i had a dental hygienist i can't her name is escaping me but she's the friendliest sweetest person i've ever met dr yura my brother bit his finger one time because he was being an asshole <laughs> thoughts what 
<laughs> no, what do you mean thoughts? I have My only brother? known Dr. Yura as a, sorry, as a stereotypical guy. I heard a joke that was great about like the, 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 the hygienist goes, your mouth is a wasteland. You need a floss. And the dentist comes yeah. in and he goes, looks good. And then walks right back out. <laughs> The hygienists are, yeah, the same into nurses to doctors. They just know so much more and are so much more valuable and get paid probably a 15th of what they get paid. It's But unfair. he showed up for like well, a minute and a half every single time I was at the dentist to be like, you at Northeastern? That's great. See you later. Snap. Gloves come off. Spanks you on the ass and sends you out to your mom. My big joke with your mom is uh, anytime I'm like, uh, Gretchen, you still going to see Dr. Yura? Or as I like to call him, Dr. Yura, terrible doctor. She's like, oh, we like Dr. Yura. <laughs> what happened? Does, so your, does your mother your like brother Dr. Yura? Bit? I think so. I think he's jovial. I'd have no, I've never known him to be terrible. I think, well, you said the reason your family doesn't like him is that he's always offering procedures um, that you don't need. And my parents mentioned that, but they'd be like, oh, would you say no? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's similar to like the, like, it's similar like when you're a kid and you hear like a piece of family gossip or something. It's just like when I was a kid, one time my mom was like, yeah, Dr. Yura is fine, but every time you go in, he always recommends that you buy something and it's very annoying. It's like, oh, you got to buy a grand guard. It's like, no, I don't. Oh, you yeah. got to buy, you should buy this. Well, you got to buy this special toothpaste. It's like, no, I'm not buying this. Stop why, recommending why you, this shit why, to me. Why did your brother bite him? I'm, I'm just, I <laughs> What did know. he do? What was the situation? <laughs> He, Did he, Charlie bit he, my finger? No, he. Doctor Yurich politely tried to stick his toe in my brother's mouth, and politely, my brother <laughs> chopped down at it. No, Doctor Yura at one point was like, "I actually kind of feel bad. We're putting him on blast." But um, no, I, I just remember one point he was like, "Open your mouth wide like a lion, rawr!" And my brother like wasn't doing. He was like, "Open your mouth, you little brat!" <laughs> my brother like bit him, and he was like, "Youch!" That's a story that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story that I've been telling for the past 40 years. He said, open your mouth, you little brat. It was something along the lines, at least with the cinnamon, like, open it, open up. And you like bit him and he was like, Dark, what are you doing? And my mom was like, okay, <laughs> yes, he's being terrible. Don't scream at my kid. My brother was also very difficult in the dentist chair. But those are some of my questions, Ken. So how long are you going to Dr. Yura? You're a little kid? My whole life, yeah, yeah. My question is, what kind of kid were you, Ken? Like, were you a kid? I doubt, I think I know the answer. Are you kicking and screaming, I don't want to go, I don't want to go to the doctor? I'm talking doctor, dentist, things like that, checkup, shots. Are you throwing a fit? Are you uh, eager to go to get a lollipop? Where are you? Not, uh, no, I was quiet. I was a very quiet kid. Um, I would probably put up a fight at home but not in public. It would take a lot. It would home. take a. It would take a lot for me. I would like probably put up a fight about going. Um, mm. You know what I mean? Like, but I would never. I was not difficulty in the chair. I don't think. I, I like. I was. I was. If anything, I was scared or shy. I was not aggressive in that way. Um, you know, classic like a. Have, you know, if he'd be like, so what have you done? I'd be like, I don't know. And, you know, <laughs> like I was like, I was kind of, a, I was a very shy kid. Northeastern, huh? Pretty cool, buddy. You're 22. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. Do you still get a little shy in the dentist chair? 
Hundred percent, hundred percent. Very shy. I'm still a shy. Where guy. do you go to the dentist now? This is gonna be. I haven't been to the dentist. Please, in five please years. say that. Oh, Kenny, you haven't been in five years. Yeah, it's one. It's one of. The, it's during my time at Improv Boston. It was like a, like a. It's. It feels like a loss. Not a loss period, but sort of like a. I you know became independent it was like i don't know i haven't gone to the doctor in forever <laughs> kind of the dentist <laughs> i haven't gone i haven't gone to the doctor or dentist since moira and i started dating and got engaged so i need Christ to do it. in heaven i i do know that feeling i'm not judging because i've been in the same spot and i want to it's I between think the ages the of months. 25 and 30 so like how bad could it be it's now it's like ah now i gotta get back in there now you're 30, and it's like, uh, eventually this shit's going to stop working. I got to say, and this is a PSA to anyone who's never done it. I was one of those guys, the whole time I lived in New York, I never went to the dentist. I tried every once in a while, and I'd go, and they were like, we don't take your insurance. And I was like, well, I tried hard enough. I'll try again Same next year. Same thing. There was a place down the street for me in Somerville. I tried to go, and they'd be like, all right, we'll make an appointment. They just never would call me back, and I'd call back. And like, I was like, <laughs> do they not want me to show up? What's happening? I mean, I think it's a change from when your mom or dad is like, Kenny, go, and you're like doing it to appease them. Whereas I'm an adult, I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I tried to go to the dentist. It just didn't work, so I'll just try next year. It's like, you, But yeah. I went six years without going to the dentist. Finally went to Clear Comfort Dental in Boyle Heights. Pretty good. I, I, like, I like that dentist's office. You guys are in the did East, you tell East them? LA area. Did you I tell did. them it had been six years? Oh, trust me, they knew. <laughs> They were like, okay, so you couldn't tell because your smile is great, but you have a lot of cavities in between a ton of your teeth. Small cavities, you clearly don't floss enough, do you? And I was like, oh, oh my God. So we had to do quite a bit of work to fix that. But Ken, I got a new dentist. And weirdly enough, we invested in Colgate, and I wasn't thinking about this, and I completely forgot, I had a dentist appointment two days ago. Wow. Dr. Efma Almadia. And man... This lady, fucking doctor, you're a doctor who. Clear Comfort Dental, Clear Shumpert Mental. I'm out of my mind because Efma Amadia, this dentist, Ken, in my neighborhood, your new neighborhood, is the belle of the ball. Really? She's kind. She's sweet. She takes the insurance that I have. And when she's working on my teeth... I had a TV floating above my head. I'm watching Animal Planet. I'm wilding out. I'm watching Selling Tampa on Netflix as she's cleaning my teeth. It was the most remarkable experience of my life. Guess who's going to be calling Efma? Call Efma and tell her I sent you. And if you guys are listening and you live in Los Feliz, go to Efma. She fucking slaps. She's so good. And And then then also then call um, your friend's... uh, investment advisor in Chicago. Then call him. Call call fucking Dan Venus in That's rural Illinois. Do you know how many people people have actually like texted me and told me like Dan Venus and they're like somebody somebody <laughs> sent me like Dan Venus's like website or something. They're like, is this him? <laughs> From Northwestern Mutual. I also got to be his advice. Adam Adam Velk is a smart guy and I also got someone was like, hey, this like Doing the, the they people should not be going to Dan Venus, but decide if you want to go to Dan Venus. I don't know. He goes to Northwestern Mutual. He's he, he's all right. Um, Adam bought a house. That's where I. That's what I said. I'm like, you know what? This is an advice podcast, and this is one person's perspective. That you know who else they is weren't ripping on house? Dan Venus. Fuck they it. were ripping on Northwestern Mutual. 
Steve, you're as buying a fucking boat with all the money he's making from my mouth. <laughs> Ken, have you ever gotten your teeth whitened? Do you care no, about that's, a good smile? Uh, of course I care about a good smile. You've I got had a beautiful braces. smile. Give me a smile. Buddy. Oh, I noticed I, I, I put those away. I, some, some of my bottom teeth have actually chipped. I forget what happened. I bit into something. I was gnawing on some bones like a wild vulture. Uh, no, I no no. I I care about my smile. I, you know, I getting my teeth whitened is something um, that I would like to do when I move to Los Angeles because I feel like they have an abundance of it. Um, but yeah, no, it's because I've just been drinking coffee like a psycho and I've stained my teeth. Um, but no, I I care about my smile. I had braces when I was, if you can believe this, when I was. 12 years old uh, or maybe 11 I wanted braces there is a photo of I don't know why I wanted glasses and braces I think probably because at my age so many kids had it uh you know that's when you first get glasses first get braces I almost felt a little out of the loop all my friends got it and there's a picture that was in my dad's office you know um and his cubicle or whatever, or whatever, his <laughs> office or wherever fucking he worked. And when I was with him one day, I drew with Sharpie on the picture glasses <laughs> and braces to see what I would look like. And my dad still has that frame. Um, it's Did your dad funny. scream at the office, who's making fun of my kid? Who vandalized this photo of my kid? You also <laughs> thought it was cool to like be athletic, so you drew like stink lines coming out of your, your, your armpits and your butt. <laughs> I really wanted to be like a textbook nerd. I had so many friends. I, you know, it's crazy how kids can be influenced by like who's around them. Like, yeah, <laughs> like all of my friends were like such nerdy, grew up to be like D and D kids, and like I was like, oh, they're so cool. What's wrong with me? How do I be like Edgar? <laughs> but I got braces when I was seventeen. Oh, really? That's old. Uh, you oh, knew me when old. that happened. I was not. I was so, so not thrilled about that. I was like, I Getting wanted that when I was 12. And now yeah. I'm getting when I'm fucking 17. It was awful. And I had them for a year, so it wasn't that bad. But I, they put them in my mouth. And then I, there was like, I'd be like, what are these like metal pointy things in my mouth? I was there for like a few weeks. Um, and uh, they were like, oh, we put some extra stuff in in case we need it later. I was like, extra stuff? Take it fucking out. <laughs> but here's this, this story is all leading to, I said, I fucking hate these braces. This is, I, I got to that level of sassy when I was in my, you know, 16, 18, I was at the, the orthodontist being like, these suck. I don't feel like they're installed. Well, they hurt. I don't feel like it's supposed to fucking cut my lips all the time. And my mom went, I mean, you can take them out if you want. I, I, I know that when you're 40, you'll regret it, but you're welcome to do it. And I left him in. Yeah, you did. Who was your orthodontist? Because I went to an orthodontist in Miramac. Uh, Peter Gabriel. No, I have no idea. <laughs> Whatever. No, but it's They're so funny Amherst. you say that. Yeah. When I was in, oh, in Amherst. <laughs> when I was in fourth grade, fifth, sixth grade, my friend, my friend Tommy, my friend Tommy got pickles. Bra- Tommy Pickles, yeah. He had he wore a diaper and had a screwdriver and got us a nozzle. It's a crazy mm. shit, bro. Um, he <laughs> so now he got braces. He always had glasses and he got braces. And then he started dating this girl, Paula, who was like the most attractive person in our sixth grade class. What she actually looked like, I don't fucking know. But in, from the sixth grader's <laughs> perspective, it was a huge deal. Now, 
this kid Tommy, the nicest guy you've ever met. He's an attractive guy. He's he was a super charming, nice guy. He's a fucking firefighter now. Of of course, he was dating a cool girl in our school. But in my head, I was like. I need to wear my hair mat down. I want glasses uh-huh. and I need braces so I can also date the, the prettiest girls in our elementary, at New Searles Elementary. And guess what? Eventually I got braces. Later, I got braces. This was not intentional, but then I started wearing my hair down. I wore glasses. I looked like shit. And guess what? I wasn't dating anybody. Don't do it. I used to look at the sun when I was in fifth grade because I wanted glasses. So I was like, I'll just fuck up my eyesight. <laughs> I did that. And guess what? I wear glasses now. I fucking hate it. My fantasy is to get LASIK <laughs> eye surgery so I can fix this. Why is this a thing? It's fucking bullshit, Ken. Ken, remember I was I, talking about... Dude, oh, go, as, go, 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 go. Quick side story. I, like everyone I know, like around up, when boy. you started wearing glasses, like in your mid-20s, I was like, oh, maybe I need glasses because I was like, you know, classic, like just <laughs> I, I think having glasses would be cool. And I went to the optometrist. I was like, I haven't been the optometrist in like five years. And then I went to I was like, so when do you think I'll need glasses? And he was like, not for a long time. You have fantastic eyesight. Fuck you. You and you in front of the podcast. I Caleb know. Wells. But it's always you always want what you don't have. I was like, ah, oh, man, I don't need any you want kind glasses, of glasses now. Trade. I know. I believe me. I, I I don't think I would if I needed them. The instant I get them, I'll be like, no, no. Yeah. I wanted them when I was twenty five. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm I'm like I'm I'm at a desperate wish plea to save enough money that I can get LASIK eye surgery. I want it that bad. Oh, buddy, you don't have to save up on that money. I'll get a laser pointer and monkey around with your eyes. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, want you, I don't need you fucking monkey around on my eyes. I'm gonna, I'll mold, I'll scoop the top off, remold them. You won't even know what hit you. <laughs> no. Do not do this. Well, Ken, lastly, I want to ask you about because uh, I want to get into what this company actually is. Something, so uh, owned by, so Colgate Palmolive owns a shit ton of stuff. I'm going to call this a holding company. It owns, I'm going to rattle some off of you. Hit Colgate Palmolive, Protex, Sanex, Soft Soap, Hills, Speed Stick, ever heard of it? Uh, Irish the Spring, Palmolive, Toms of Maine. Uh, Fabuloso, Exion uh. dishwasher detergent, Pines, Pino Soul, Fluffy. Uh, it just owns a shit ton of like soapy cleaning things. It was mm-hmm. in New York of like one of the original like big, almost like the um, Rockefellers. That was in New York. That was Detroit. Where are the Rockefellers? No, no the Rockefellers were in New York. Yeah. It's like that. It's like big buildings. They opened a big building in New Jersey, like a big factory and shit like that. We're selling soaps all over the world. Um, one thought I have for you before I go into this. They own Irish Spring. Thoughts? Never Irish used Irish Spring it. soap. <clears throat> really? Nope. I think of it I'm as a to, cheap used... soap that like ruins your skin. And Amanda is like, growing up, it was like my favorite smell. I think it's like fancy. Oh no, we had um we had whatever the cheap white bar of soap was. I can't think of what the name is. It was like uh it was like What's uh, like the um, what's the standard Googling things in Dove. real time? Um was it was it Dove? Um no. 
got it can't have you been had Blistex. Oh, maybe it was Dial. Dial, yeah. Well, do you prioritize your soaps? Are you trying to buy soaps that like are you mindful of the soaps you buy or just like I'll fucking slap anything on? Uh and I for a long I I I, I am of the mindset that uh I don't care too much. Some people are like, you're putting that poison on your body, stripping your oils. Uh yeah. Moira is a big fan of nice uh, bath products. And so, you know, every now and then I try what she's got going on and it's always delightful and smells wonderful. But I am truly a, that, that is an area where I'm like, I'll buy a fucking two in one conditioner. I'll buy I'll the buy cheapest. A, yeah. I'll buy a brick sized dial of bar of soap and use that for a month. I recently, I was given soap for Christmas. Uh, like a big stack of them. No, for my birthday. For my birthday, my mom gave me like a sweet. Happy of like, birthday, you know, son! Like, you stink. Here's a bar of soap. You stink. <laughs> no, I think it's just because I had once said I liked like pine tar soap or something, but I do, um, and I do like a, a bar of soap now uh, to wash my body with. I, I quite enjoy it. I used to be a big body wash guy, um, but what are those things? What are what is body wash? What is pine salt? What are those? What are they made out of? And how do they figure it out? Doesn't it feel like a, just yeah. a, a, like a, a mystery juice of chemicals? And don't they look? Yes. Don't some cleaning products look delicious? Yes, pine salt specifically, or the lemon lemon pledge. I'm always like, God, I want to take a sip of that. Give me a sip of that. Give me a sip of that, and take me. Give me some Tide Pods. I can just pop in my mouth and eat like gummy bears. Oh, but Ken. We could see here all day talking about the chemicals that we wish we could eat. And I want to eat those Tide Pods. But we, I won't because they kill you. Don't ever, eat, don't ever, ever eat Tide Pods. Despite how delicious <laughs> and scrumptious they look. Don't do it. I'm serious. Ken, can I tell you a little bit about what Colgate Palm Olive Company is? Please. What if you said no? What would I do? Nah. <laughs> throw off the whole equilibrium of the show. <laughs> all right. Well, Ken, let me tell you. Colgate Palm Olive Company is engaged in the manufacturing and, distribu- and distribution of consumer products. So, pretty much what you think. It operates in oral, personal, home care, and pet nutrition segments. I didn't know that. They do a shitload of like pet food. Interesting enough. Oh. The pet nutrition segment offers pet nutrition products for dogs and cats. The company is founded by William Colgate in 1806, is headquartered in New York, New York. And listed name for CL is Colgate Palm Oil Company. And Ken, real quick question. When you think of Will, William Colgate, is he fat or not? You're thinking too much about it. We're thinking about it too much. Go, go, go. Fat or not? Fat, 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 fat. <laughs> Let's find out if he's fat or not after the break. And we're back. Oh, yeah. We sometimes go into break, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Ken got a little snack time. And I saw you got a little milk and crackers. Is that what I saw? I, you know, we're moving out, so we're trying to not like buy a ton of groceries. So we're kind of working through the weird items so that are in the back. Saltines and milk. <laughs> you know when you find something in your pantry, like I forgot I fucking bought this. It's yeah. Like, How it's, it's like, long? So I had some crackers, some milk. I had some leftover like sausage, a little bit of apple. You know, apple. It's good. How do you feel about cookies and almond milk? 
I so I'm drinking oat milk right now. I I love oat what? milk. I like almond milk. But how uh, do you feel about uh, cookies and almond milk? N- no bueno. I I don't like almond milk in Almond milk is good in places where uh, like it's just supposed to replace <laughs> kind of the liquid of milk and not the taste of it. Like or cereal. I guess How do you feel yeah, about cereal, cereal and almond milk. S- smoothies. I mean, I just I just like oat milk. I think now that I've had uh, oat milk, uh, almond milk is just out of my rotation 100%. I would take soy way, way before almond. Yeah, I, I'm a big oat milk guy. I used to be a big regular milk guy, but honestly, it just fucks up my stomach so bad. I, I, I think we Same. talked about the show. I think on the West Coast, it really maybe is worse or something. I don't know. But the idea of dipping cookies into almond milk just really pisses me off. And the last thing I want to say, I want, I, we got to get back, get back to the show, but no. you at JoJo's at Trader Joe's. No, stay away. JoJo's. Keep me JoJo's away from that format. The Dunkers? JoJo's. They're like the Oreos at Trader Joe's. Have you had them? Oh, God, no. I don't fuck. I, I, I have been burned too many times by imitations of things I love like that. Like any Oreo imitation is just not the same as an Oreo. Well, yeah, let me just say, if you're at, at Trader Joe's and you're thinking about buying some JoJo's, fucking stop and jump off a bridge, because that's going to be a better experience than eating these fucking dog shit cookies. Ken, these things are so bad. You'd uh, rather piss your pants in front of the uh, god. You're supposed to say, how bad are they? <laughs> I didn't have a joke. Ken, these cookies are so fucking disgusting. They're not that bad. The problem, the problem is, it'd be one thing if they were like, just disgusting. They taste disgusting. It just tastes like someone pressed organic cocoa powder into soft spheres and then put the cream is fine, but it just is so. I think if I never knew that Oreos existed, I would eat these and be like, oh, that's not bad. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I feel you. They're so disappointing. It's like upsetting. I bought them once and I just complained to Amanda to excess. Like she didn't need to hear this, but I would not stop complaining. I was like, oh, these cookies. They're so, she was like, don't eat them. And I was like, well, I want them. But I, I would look at them and I was like, oh, I want Oreos. And I'm like, oh, these are so bad. Can I hate them? Do you listen to the Trader Joe's podcast? No, they have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Why are you listening to Trader Joe's podcast? Who hosts it? Anthony Jeselnik? <laughs> Anthony Jeselnik. And it's just, I did listen to it because I just, you see it and it's like, listen to our podcast, episode 58, The Best Cookies. And I was like, I'm curious. I'll go in here and see what's going on. It's not it's not the best, but it's, it's not bad. We did a bit a while ago that I kind of liked on the show where we just keep telling everybody that every other podcast is done. Like Joe Rogan's done. Mark Marin is done just so that everyone listens to our podcast and unsubscribes to those because they think that ours is the only one left. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I'm over here. I got to be honest. I'm trying to think of an Anthony Jessenick style joke about Trader Joe's. I think I've got one. Um, Go. The other day, I went to Trader Joe's and I turned him in. Yeah. <laughs> because the only trader I want in my life. Is my father. That is a very good fake Anthony Jeselnik joke. The, uh, <laughs> that's very, very good. I mean, it's How are you fine. feeling about that? 
It's fine. It's good. I'm taking it on the road. I think I've got. I think I've got. To, yeah. I think it's. Uh, I'm just gonna do well, a whole well, hour of uh, you know Trader Joe's and Jesselnick material. Fesselnick, fake Jesselnick. Well, Ken, speaking of taking things on the road, I want to. I want to address the fact that you and I have been on a ride. We kind of like oh. didn't really realize we bum bumbled down to almost five thousand dollars. We've been mm-hmm. on. Quite the trip of last night. Last week we had invested in Alibaba and made a good amount of money, and then we realized, like, oh my god, we're over seven thousand. Oh my god, like the initial investment is not that far away. We used no. to be always like eight, eleven thousand, nine thousand, eleven, twelve, eight, like nine. Then we bumped down to five, and the show kind of hit the dark ages. <laughs> I know we said that these are the dark ages, but those are the, that was the the dark ages. Um, we went on a nice little streak, so I want to see if we're going to stay on the highway to success or if we're going down to Brown Town. <laughs> Ken, are you ready? I am so curious because, oh, God. God, 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 God. You're so curious because what? Because uh, sometimes I, I'm, like, vaguely aware of what's going on with the stock. This time I'm blind. I have no idea what the fuck happened. Yes. Um, all right, Ken, are you ready? Hit me. Last week, we invested $7,490.52, that's 97 shares, in Colgate, and we gained $116.40, putting us at $7,606.92, and Ken... Ken, this song has been playing in my house all fucking day. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This is how I'm walking down the street with, with red carpet in the soles of my shoes just walking on Uh, listeners, you can't see, but Mike is dancing up the storm. Listeners, you can't see. I'm sure you can't even hear this. It's him um, in frame with a vacuum, just dancing like a psycho. Oh, yeah, that vacuum's back there. Ugh, I hate that thing. Ken, oh my fucking God. We are over set. We are, we are over three quarters of our initial investment. This is fucking huge for me. We're Absolutely climbing back. Huge. We're climbing back. We're, we're in we Colgate. Are, we are go like ahead, Frodo. Go ahead. We are like Frodo and Sam, beat to shit, burned, just scalloping our way up to the top. <laughs> and Ken, Colgate was our lotto. Colgate has been really up and down. Like it, it kind of was a COVID <laughs> stock as as uh, in the pandemic and whatnot. Like home care became a really big deal. Soaps, you can imagine, toothpaste, yeah. and things like that. Since oh, I didn't I, think I don't, about that. Yeah, yeah, it, like it's it it hit some high highs and low lows, but uh, for some reason it's it's really up this week, and we we caught an uptick, mm-hmm. and uh, we gained three hundred thirty dollars yesterday. And I won't lie to you, Ken, we're we kind of forgot about this this factor of the show of we fucking hate each other or we love each other <laughs> or we we hate the idea of like you fucking up, like you losing us money. Uh, well, we because just, we were so low, we, we just kind of didn't yeah. give a shit anymore. Yeah. Now that we're close to a goal, I saw it yesterday. We gained $33, and I was like, 
I think I selfishly want to just take it out now because I want to be up for a week. But I was like, don't do that. Mm -hmm. Don't fuck with the integrity of the show. I left it in. And then next thing you know, I looked at today and took it out and we gained almost $100 more. That's what I'm talking about. 116 is not a huge up, but I'm thrilled. Oh, absolutely. Believe me, if 160 down, you try and downplay it. 160 up, it's 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 a miracle. Um, I, you know, we're just climbing and climbing and climbing. I'm I'm proud of us. I, I you know I I I will say though I I you know it's it's hard to be hopeful. It's hard to be hopeful when yeah. it burns so in bad. this economy. Yes, and we've done very bad. I think we should get some Welch's fake champagne and pop them if we ever get over ten thousand. <laughs> but I don't want to get ahead of myself. Well, Ken, I'm so wired up, and it's almost 1 a.m. for you. I'm uh-huh. sure you're bouncing off the walls. Oh, yeah. Can I, I think something that might calm you down is, would you be interested in playing a game with me? I would love to. Okay. So, Ken, I invented a game on this show called Right on Track or Who's That Quack? <laughs> right on Track or Who's That Quack? That's Love right, it. Ken. I invented a game where I have a couple options here. I'm either going to list a famous fictional dentist or <laughs> a dentist from the number six city slash state in America with the largest amount of dentists. Prescott, Arizona, actually. <laughs> did you know the... How did you come up with that? I looked up states and cities with the most dentists, and number six with the, was Prescott, Arizona. But why didn't uh, you go with number one? <laughs> because fuck number one. Prescott, Arizona is not getting enough shine. You moved to Prescott to be in the dentist biz. They're making two hundred and five thousand dollars a year if you're a dentist. That's what That's the website good told me. Money, yeah. Damn. In Prescott. So Ken, I want you to tell me: is this is this dentist right on track, or is this who's that? Can you do it real quick? Can you do a Donald Duck impression? No, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. That's pretty good. I try to do the like. You're losing it. Big mouth, you gotta try. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> you almost uh, you had it very good in the beginning. Mickey. Well, Ken. <laughs> no, it's getting so much worse. <laughs> okay, Ken. Are you ready? For this? Yeah, hit me. All right. Question number one. Dentist number one. Hit me. Doctor. So, oh, here's how the game works. Okay. If you tell me that it's a Prescott, <laughs> Arizona dentist and you get it right, uh-huh. I'm going to give you one point. Okay. If you get it wrong, I take away one point. Gotcha. Um, if it's a fictional character, um, I won't give you any points if you get it right, but if you can tell me it's fictional and you can tell me who it's from, you get two points. Okay. Okay. Brennan, do you ever get it wrong? I'll take one away. If you get it right and it's real, I'll give you one. If you get it right and you get the fictional character it is, I'll give you two. Let's see if I can remember what the dentist name from Little Let's... Shop of Horrors is. <laughs> uh, that'd be a good one if I did that. Because <laughs> um, there's only so many fictional dentists. 
Um, let's see if I can actually fucking keep score of this thing because folks at home know I'm not great at that. Yeah, well, no, welcome to Don't... my, every time I make my true or falseness, <laughs> I am like, how the hell do I score this? Anyways, let's get started. Okay. Number one, Dr. Jason Campbell. Uh, that's a Prescott dentist. Dr. Jason Campbell, DDS, is a dentistry practitioner in Prescott, Arizona, and has over 19 <laughs> years of experience in the medical field. He graduated Congrats. from Virginia Commonwealth University Medical School in 2003. Oh, okay. And yeah, Ken, <laughs> he accepts new patients in Prescott. I'll tell you that. If you're listening to Prescott, you can go to Dr. Campbell. He's wide open. He went to school on the East Coast. We so don't yeah. need all this info. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. I'll give you one, baby. Dentist number two. I just heard someone outside of my apartment scream louder than I have ever heard anything in my entire life. <laughs> really? Like, like in a scary <laughs> way? <laughs> oh, happy. That was the craziest fucking thing I ever heard. Uh, they might be dying. Great. Dentist number two. Oren Scrivello. Oh, I mean, that's got to be a character. Um, is that Little Shop of Horrors? You fucking lucked out, Ken. Orange Quivello, DDS, a sadistic nitro-oxided dentist from the Little Shop of Horrors musical on Broadway. Uh-huh, uh-huh. As Good portrayed job, by Ken. Steve Martin in the film. Yes, correct. Played by Steve Martin in the film. Dr. Rodney Brimmel. Hmm, that's Prescott, baby. Dr. Rodney Brimmel, DDS, is an endontics practitioner in Prescott, Arizona. Ken, you are three for three, baby. Born in Ewing, Idaho, he began his career at a Foster's (laughs) Freeze. At a Clear Comfort Dental. Dentist number three, Dr. DeSoto. Ooh. I want to say that that sounds like a fictional character, but I'm going to go Prescott. Man. Oh, Ken, I'm taking one What's away. What's it from? That is, What's it from? That is a fictional dentist. Dr. DeSoto is a picture book for children written and illustrated by yeah. William Stieg. Yep. yep. Uh, yep. It yep. features yep. a mouse dentist who helps a fox with a toothache without being eaten. I saw it. I kind of do remember that from elementary school. It's I do as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. That you can get paid to do dental work. Yes. I don't think that's the moral, but uh, sure. Let's, let's keep moving on. Dr. Anson Hooper. <laughs> Say that again. Dr. Anson Hooper. Uh, Prescott. Dr. Anson Hooper is... DDS is a dentistry <laughs> practitioner in Prescott, Arizona. Ken, good job. I'll give you one for that one, baby. Dr. Barry Farber. Dr. Barry Farber. Oh, God. I mean, that sounds fake. I know it's it, that sounds like a character in a movie. So I'm going to say fake. What is no it guesses DDS? what it's from? Um, Barry Farber. I'll give you, you got it. It's fake. Is it's it from, from a TV Mouth? show? No. What is it? I, I know. Ugh, what is it? Dr. Derry, Derry, folks at home, do you know it? Dr. Barry Farber 
Rachel's jilted fiance, Barry, right, is an right. orthodontist from the hit series Friends. I was about to say that's Barry. what it is. Uh, so I'm going to give you zero points for that, Ken. You didn't get it right, but I'm not going to take it away because you didn't know it was fake. Remember when Dr. Barry was dating two he's with Rachel and the other woman all at once? Oh, Barry. my God. And the kid in the dentist chair is like, what's going on? <laughs> Dr. Randy Hudley. Oh, that's Prescott. It's actually Dr. Randy Hurley, DDS, is a dentistry practitioner at Prescott, Arizona. So, so far, we've just gone back and forth between real and fake. uh, I actually just skipped one a second ago because I just didn't like it. Okay. You wouldn't have got it, and I I didn't like it. So I was like, and hey, it's my fucking game. I can do whatever I want. It was John Stamos' character in Glee. Never Car- Dr. Carl Hager. I know you wouldn't have gotten it. I didn't really know. Amanda knows because she's a big Lee head or was back <laughs> in the day. Dr. Stu Price. Ooh, that, uh, that sounds like someone from our life. Dr. Stu Price. <laughs> uh, real. Eh, it's fake. I'll give you a hint just for a bonus side point. It's someone from a, a a movie, and they they he's infamous of someone called him paging doctor slur word. Oh, it is a it's slur fr- word! I would absolutely not. It's repeat. Ed Helms in the Hangover. That's it, but you didn't get it. I'll give you a side bonus point though. Um, you can't use it, but it's just for fun. Um, Doctor Tim Watley, Doctor Tim Watley. DDS, Prescott, Arizona. Eh, no, Ken. No? It is not from Prescott, Arizona. I'll give you a hint. This doctor is Jewish and fictional. Is it from Fiddler on the Roof? <laughs> yes. It is to have doc- <laughs> No. I'll give you one last hint. This doctor is very newly Jewish on a TV show. Newly Jewish? He's just been circumcised. His <laughs> I don't think you. I, I don't think you. <laughs> you have to have your bris when you convert to Judaism when you're 40 years old. I think so. All <laughs> right, you give right up. Right in. Uh, he, right in. New, Hashtag. When was your bris? He's new to Judaism, and he's a. De- he I was no new to Judaism when the episode of this TV show came out. In the episode, he was newly Jewish. I have no idea. Dr. Tim Watley, a dentist once dubbed as Dentist to the Stars, in the Yada Yada episode, he converts to Judaism, according to Jerry, just for the jokes. Brian Cranston plays Dr. Tim Watley in Seinfeld. I have never seen that series of episodes with Brian Cranston. Oh, really? It's a funny episode. He's great. He does it all. He does comedy, drama. Dr. Wilbur Wonka. Wonka? Fake. Willy Wonka? I don't know. Is it DDS? That is is a a fake doctor. And yes, Ken, I'm going to give you two points. Is it who? Is it from from Willy Wonka? It is. Who is it? It's Johnny Depp's character. (laughs) I don't know. 
Johnny Wilbur... Depp's character in Willy Wonka oh, is Dr. Oh, Wilbur Wonka. Oh, right. The story is that Willy Wonka's dad is a dentist. I've never seen that movie, but yes, Dr. Wilbur Wonka is Willy Wonka's dentist father, according to the mind, the twisted mind of Tim Burton. Yeah, 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 yeah. Last one. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, please. Dr. Karen Steele. Oh, that's a DDS. Arizona Prescott. Dr. Karen Steele is Dr. Karen Steele, MD, is a dental practitioner in Prescott, Arizona, has over eight years of experience in the medical field. She graduated from Arizona School of Dentistry and Oral Health Medical School in 2014. Her office, Ken, they're accepting new patients. Oh, congrats. Congrats. Well... I want to thank everybody so much for listening. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We hope you guys have a really good weekend. Please tell your friends about the show and give us five stars, and we'll see you next week. Bye. If you're still listening, this is a secret game. Whoa. We've never done a secret game. Ken, do you have mouthwash in your house? Yeah. I almost did this. Originally, I was going to pitch a game where you and I brushed our teeth and read an episode of Seinfeld to see who could go longer without having to spit. (laughs) And I was like, that's just going to make people so sick. I really don't want to do this to people. But then I had an idea for a game where I was like, well, I wonder if I was gargling how far in the ABCs I could get. Should we do this or not? I was going to have a competition where you could see who can sing the ABCs and get farther. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I... I'm going to win this. Are you? 100%. I can, I, I'm placing my bets. I would place all my money on that I can win this. Well, I'm interested. And the reason I made it a secret game is I didn't want to gross people out. I didn't want, and I also didn't want to like take the game away from people. So it's like, well, <laughs> you might not like this game, so just turn it off. They got a full episode. They got their fucking, they got what they needed. They're done. Now we have a special, it's a bonus game. It's like a bonus track on a record if you listen to this far. There you go. So, Ken, why don't you go grab some mouthwash? Maybe we'll cut this out. We'll be right back. Okay. Okay. So, I've got my Listerine. <laughs> now, Ken, now you I, want you, I want to point out something we've talked about. I have my Listerine, but do you notice that I am sophisticated <laughs> enough that I do this? <laughs> I yeah. have never seen that you do that. <laughs> Mike has I his have. Listerine in an olive oil bottle. I have my Listerine in an olive oil bottle. Of course, it was never used for olive oil. It's only for Listerine. And it has the spout on top. So when I'm brushing my teeth, Ken, no air is getting in here. But when I brush my teeth, I just like, whoop. And I just like pour it in like I'm pouring vodka in my mouth from like a water bottle at a bar. Or a bottle at a bar. It has this spout that liquor bottles at bars have. So when you just like pour it, it just pours right out. Just doing that with just like putting the lip of your mouth on it unscrewing the cap like a caveman this is always up always ready i just pick it up pour it in my mouth and put it back down i put it in my mouth spit it out no can get it out of your mouth <laughs> so can i originally was going to see who could go longer in um the abcs but do you know the we the people song from schoolhouse rock uh-huh should we do that instead or, okay, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? I don't know if I'm in my mouth. 
Do you want to go first? All right. Go, all right. So ready. Whenever you're ready, you're going to gargle We the People until you have to spit. I, I don't know how long you do this. Maybe the ABC is better. Go do the We the People and go into ABCs when you're done if you can keep going. <laughs> Ew, are you swallowing? Running to your bathtub. <laughs> oh my god! Tiny, tiny little bits because, like, when I go to breathe, like my throat, like I like try and like clog it. You have to breathe in your. I was nervous about doing this, this or the toothpaste thing because I was nervous when I was going to fucking choke. No, like I, it's like I swallow. It's not bad to swallow like tiny amounts of. Um, it like I, but I was. You're like, not dr- supposed to swallow it. No, but like it's not gonna kill you. I've seen plenty of <laughs> men on the tea drinking Listerine. <laughs> How was that easier or harder than you thought it was gonna be? Uh, uh, I'm getting kind of nervous. I wish I went first because you're done, and now I'm like scared. Um, I'm so scared I'm gonna swallow some and choke. That moment when I like went and then I stopped to breathe. I'm realizing I only do that kind of once when I'm gargling and having to do it a bunch was kind of scary. It's exhausting. Um, like I definitely like swallowed a little more mouthwash than I, uh, than I would have liked to, than I would have liked to, but I can like, but I like, I like the feeling of mouthwash in my mouth. I like the way it burns. Me too. I like the way mustard stinks. I like the way it burns. I like um, the way it burns the sin out of my mouth because I'm cussing so often. Mike, can you um, sing to me uh, Baba Black Sheep, which is also ABCs? Uh, Baba Black Sheep, have you? Well, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three. I don't really know. I'm just going to start drinking the Listerine now. Just, you know, just start No, da, stop like drinking that. <laughs> just kidding. What, do, what, what should I sing? I can't do Baba no, Black Sheep. No, do exactly, what, do. do exactly what I did. I'm fucking nervous. I'm also home alone. I'm scared I'm going to choke and I'm going to die. And you're going to be in Boston watching. And you're going to have no, no control. You're not me. going to die. Look at how easy this olive oil thing is. There's never any olive oil in here, by the way. I don't want people to think there's a little bit of olive oil in here. I put my thing in and it's got the spout for a liquor bottle. So I just pick this up and I do it. All right, ready? Here we go. <laughs> there it is. You see what I mean? That moment when you have to reset, it's hard. I don't think you put it up. Oh, <laughs> <Well>, God. <laughs>
I'm done with this. I'm done. I don't want anyone to have to listen to this. That was <laughs> well, a lot worse than I thought it was going to be. I don't know if you did enough, Ken. I did. And ladies and gentlemen, that has been our episode. That has been the secret Yeah, if game. you're still fucking listening to this, you are true paper pals. I don't even want you to subscribe. I don't want you to have to give us five stars or listen to the Patreon at the Paper Jam Pod <laughs> slash whatever. Patreon.com slash the Paper Jam Pod. Uh, Ken, I love you. Anything else you want to add? I'm tired. I know you're tired, Ken. <laughs> I couldn't be more alive. So we'll see you guys next week. If you guys want a little bit more, Kenny is going to stay up even later as we perform one of our fantastic bonus episodes of the Patreon uh, Paper Jam bonus. Uh, what's the show called? The After Hours. After but anyway, hours. give us five stars or whatever the fuck you want to do. But we love you so much for listening. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Paper Jam Podcast. New episodes come out every Thursday. Also, make sure to follow us on social media at the Paper Jam Pod or shoot us an email at thepaperjampod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you like what you hear, check out our Patreon where Mike and I post bonus episodes, videos, and other sweet, sweet content for you to enjoy. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Magic for Audio.